0: How Mouthwatering Foreign Delicacies Pepper China's Classic Novels Written by Zhu Jia Published in Caixin Global Read for you by Kaiser Guo The four great classical novels, must-reads for every schoolchild in China, are deeply rooted in people's hearts. I like to see them through the lens of a particular Chinese obsession, food. As a child, the strategy in The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Yi, washed over me, as did the brotherhood in passion portrayed in Watermarch in Zhuan, the fusion of Western and Eastern fantasy in The Journey to the West, Xiuji, and the romance of Dream of the Red Chamber, meng All I could think about was the delicacies the characters were eating. The novel spans centuries, from the Three Kingdoms through the Tang and Song Dynasties and into the Qing Dynasty, witnessing huge changes in the Chinese diet, including the introduction of important crops from abroad. Although there is an old saying in China that food is the first necessity of the people, few crops originated in China. Ancient Chinese had to make do with rice, coarse rice, Millet and soybeans, even wheat and barley, which are common today, were not introduced into people's lives until they arrived from Western Asia in the Shang Dynasty. There were only over 20 kinds of native vegetables in China before 221 BCE, most of which grew wild. Vegetables were often in short supply in the heat of the summer. Because of this, the quest for new fruits and vegetables from afar to enrich the Chinese diet has been a preoccupation of dynastic regimes throughout the ages. The Mysterious Grape The first mass introduction of foreign crops into China along the Hexi Corridor in the Han Dynasty happened as the Silk Road revolutionized trading. Zhang Qian, commissioned by Emperor Wu, traveled the Silk Road on his missions to the west and brought back an array of fruits, vegetables, and condiments. Cao Pi, Emperor Wen of the Wei Dynasty, was a huge fan of the then-exotic grape. As a young boy, Cao is said to have plucked them fresh from the trellises. Later, he became a winemaking enthusiast, telling everyone about the benefits of the grape. Native to the Black Sea and Mediterranean coasts, the grape is one of the oldest fruits in the world. As long as 6,000 years ago, vines were planted in what is now modern Egypt, Syria, and Iraq. Aryans, residing in present-day Iran, were the first to bring the vine and its quaffable extract, wine, to the dynasties of China's central plains. The glittering fruit in yellow, white, and black soon attracted the praise of Chinese literati, who conveyed their love in poems and essays. However, at the time, grapes were exclusively for the enjoyment of Chinese nobility, as planting on a large scale was still out of technical reach. In the early Tang Dynasty, grapes were only to be found in royal banquets, and very few people used them to make wine, which reveals Cao Pi's extravagance. Winemaking was monopolized by counties in western regions until Emperor Taizong defeated Gaochang State in the Tang Dynasty gaining access to the secrets of the craft. In addition to the grape, other fruits and vegetables introduced by land via the Silk Road included now-common vegetables such as cucumbers, broad beans, and celery. Spices along the Silk Roads During the Wei and Jin dynasties, from 220 CE to 420 CE, a New Year's dish called Five Spice Platter grew in popularity. Its five precious imported ingredients—garlic, shallots, leeks, rape seedlings, and coriander—might seem an unpalatable combination, but they were undoubtedly seen as luxury ingredients at the time. In the Jin dynasty, it was served as a cold dish on New Year's Day, before reappearing as a dish enjoyed on the first day of spring. Introduced into China from Central Asia and the Mediterranean along the Silk Road, garlic, shallots, and coriander were said to have particular health benefits and could ward off infections. Besides the Hexi Corridor, the Maritime Silk Road was another important passage for foreign crops. Developed at the same time as the land route, the Maritime Silk Road was initiated in the Han Dynasty when Zhang Qian opened up the northern and southern routes of the Silk Road before suggesting to Emperor Wu that an expansion of the southern route via the Nan Yi Road and the Yak Road should be put into operation. That was the start of trade between China and South Asia and Southeast Asia with the southwestern city of Chengdu as the starting point. During the Southern and Northern dynasties, two main sea routes were established, the East China Sea Route and the South China Sea Route. But the Maritime Silk Road remained small-scale while the Overland Silk Road flourished, and sea navigation remained technically difficult. Despite this, several important fruits and vegetables were introduced into China via the Maritime Silk Road, including eggplant. The eggplant one of the first goods to reach China via the Maritime Silk Road, was noted in the Chinese classics when a dish of fried eggplant described in Dream of the Red Chamber captivated the villager Granny Liu. Today, there is still an academic debate about the origin of the eggplant. It is generally held to have originated somewhere near India, but more recent studies suggest native eggplant species existed in large number in what is now China's southwestern Yunnan, Li Jiawen, a well-respected vegetable expert, thinks that China's eggplants first came from Vietnam and Thailand. As for the introduction of the eggplant, most scholars now believe that it may have been introduced into China from Vietnam, among other areas. Emperor Yang of the Sui Dynasty is believed to have called them Quinlin Purple Eggplants, referring to Quinlin Island, at the mouth of the Mekong River in southern Vietnam. From this, we know that eggplants were introduced from Southeast Asia and not from the west along the overland Silk Road. In the Tang Dynasty, eggplants were also called Lo Su. The name is preserved in the Shanghai dialect. During that time, new varieties were introduced from Silla, in what is today Korea, that differed from the purple eggplant the vegetable gained popularity in the Tang and Sung dynasties, which gave rise to the exquisite dish of fried eggplant enjoyed by the rich in the Qing dynasty. The maritime Silk Road might have been underdeveloped in the Han and Tang dynasties, but from the end of the Tang dynasty to the Sung dynasty, due to persistent feudal conflicts and frequent wars around the Hexi corridor, China's economic center shifted southwards, expanding the southern Silk Road. Trade with India, Myanmar, and other Southeast Asia areas increased and more crops were introduced. Fruits and Rice In Journey to the West, the most coveted imported food are the big watermelons stolen by Zhubajie, the porcine protagonist of the novel. The appearance of watermelons in the novel, set in the Tang Dynasty, was in fact anachronistic, but this is understandable, as the writer Wu Cheng'en was born much later in the Ming Dynasty. Watermelons were introduced into China during the Jin Dynasty, when Kitans defeated the Uyghurs and returned with watermelon seeds. This was also the time when fruit including jackfruit, figs and pistachio, and vegetables such as fennel and spinach were introduced into China. During this period, champa rice from southern-central Vietnam, a grain cultivated to resist drought and tolerate barren soil and give a high yield, made its way to China. In the early years of the northern Song dynasty, it was introduced into Fujian. Because of its strong adaptability and short-growing period, Emperor Zhenzong ordered it to be propagated across the south. In the southern Sung dynasty, champa rice became the main variety of dry indica rice and a major source of sustenance. In The Water Margin, not only are the heroes eating and drinking without restraint, but various dishes, including an especially mouth-watering fish soup, are depicted accompanied by wine. Sung Jiang, Dai Zong, and Li Kui ordered the spicy soup called fish in hot pepper soup when they were at the Peabah Pavilion. In fact, the hot pepper here is not chili, but top-grade Sichuan numbing pepper, as there were no chilies in China until 1600, when they were introduced from the Americas. Sichuan pepper was highly prized at the time, but it was not spicy enough on its own, so tended to be used alongside Japanese cornels, a major seasoning in China, before the now ubiquitous chili pepper found its home in the country. The hot chilies we eat today were first cultivated as ornamental plants in the Ming dynasty, having arrived via the Maritime Silk Road. In around the 60th year of the reign of Emperor Kangxi in the Qing dynasty, people took to eating them for the first time. Although there is no detailed record of the route of transmission, it is speculated that they might have been introduced into southern China by the Portuguese or the Spanish through Malacca and Luzon. American Crops Come to China After Columbus opened the transatlantic trade, he brought many American crops to Europe. Then, with the opening of new sea routes, trade with Asia developed quickly. In 1498 and 1511, Portuguese exploration ships arrived in India and Malacca, respectively, and as a result, American crops were brought to South Asia and Southeast Asia, and later introduced into China. Therefore, a large number of American crops, such as corn, sweet potatoes, potatoes, pumpkins, tomatoes, and peanuts, were also introduced into China via the Maritime Silk Road, along with chilies. High-yield dryland crops such as corn, sweet potatoes, and potatoes grew and spread on Chinese soil because of their strong adaptability. It helped that they were also cheap to grow proving reliable food sources for countless poor farmers. The introduction of flax and peanuts provided important raw materials for making vegetable oil, changing Chinese people's oil intake from animal fat to vegetable oil. From land and sea, from the fruits and vegetables introduced from Western Asia and the Mediterranean along the Silk Road early on, to the food and oil crops introduced from Southeast Asia and America in later periods, dishes on the Chinese dining table have changed greatly. The Silk Road not only enriched the Chinese diet, but also gave human civilization a whole lot of variety and vitality.